minus four, three, two, one, zero. Mrs. Robinson, Jesus loves you more than you will know. God bless you, please, Mrs. Robinson. Heaven holds the place for those who pray. Get to the chopper. No, wait, come back. Don't, don't get to the chopper. There's no chopper. Senior Galactic Boombox, the only geeky news review show hosted by a voice actor that I'm aware of. You can currently hear me as Escanor in The Seven Deadly Sins on Netflix. Time to pick your brain. What movie are you most looking forward to? First, we're going to check in with my discord.gg slash Kyle Bear, the Intergalactic Podcast channel. The Champ 2025 says Dragon Ball Super, Superhero. And uh, Zach Orton and Napa Abridge also agree. How cool is that? Yeah, yeah. The new Dragon Ball Super movie got announced for next year. Comic-Con showed a teaser trailer. I have no idea if my character Gohan is going to be in there. Sure hope so. Even if not, these Dragon Ball movies are, are a ton of fun and they do really well at the box office. Napa Abridge also includes the next My Hero Academia movie, which hopefully my character Fat Gum will show up in. Eric Flynn is looking forward to Free Guy and Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Luigi can't wait for James Bond, No Time to Die. You expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. Totally forgot about that. I was looking forward to that and then... Things went south. Lady Venom says, I'm looking forward to the movie Venom. Let there be carnage. New question of the week. What comic book or manga is so good you hope they don't make or adapt it into a series or a movie? Mine is from Image Comics, Saga. Uh, it's been out for like almost a decade, it feels like. I don't know. It's been a long time since uh, some issues have come back. But Saga is a fantastic thing. And even the creators are like, we don't ever want this to become a movie, or a show. What do you think? Go to discord.gg slash kylehbear. Sign up to join the Discord and post in the Intergalactic Podcast section with your reply. Or better yet, or better yet, go to my pod page. Link in the show notes. Thanks, Gitz. Yeah, yeah, link in the show notes. You'll see the little icon on the right-hand side of the screen that says leave voicemail. Click on that, enable your mic, and just talk. I could be playing your voice on the next shoe. Set cats. Set cats. What's a sat, Cal? Sats, like Satoshis, man. We got people that have uh, gracefully sent sats through either Podfriend or CurioCaster, two of the podcasting 2.0 apps that currently have that ability to send custom messages. So I heard from Dreb Scott. Love this podcast. 12,654 sats sent using Podfriend. Kieran Down from the Mere Mortals podcast. Hey, Kyle, love what you're doing here. Really does seem like you have 10 plus people on here at times. Hope you spend these admittedly meager sats wisely. Isn't this just the coolest? Peace, Kieran. 495 sats sent using Podfriend. Looks like Kieran also boosted uh, with a voicemail. Hey, yo, Kyle, what is going on, man? This is Kyron from the Mere Mortals podcast. And I'm having so much fun sending sats. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking I might call myself the, the Sat Samurai or something like that. <laughs> I need to come up with a good name. And anyway, just contacting people via all these new links and things. I, I think this stuff is so much fun, man. I'm, um, I'm really enjoying myself. Uh, I checked out probably about half your episodes of, of the podcast. It was cool, man. Uh, fantastic voice acting abilities. I'm not going to even say talent because I imagine that must have took so much work to get to that level. Pop culture isn't really my thing. I, I tend to 
to zone out from that sort of stuff. But man, I had so much fun just going through anyway, checking out your chapter titles, all the things you're doing, man. Super, super cool. And um, yeah, hope you're having a fantastic day uh, wherever it is that you are in the world. Peace. Kieran, thank you so much for uh, checking out at least part of the show on a, on a subject you really don't have any interest in. So that is amazing. I, I really, really appreciate you taking the time. And I totally agree. I've been all about this podcasting 2.0, streaming sets to the podcasters and developers and such ever since Adam Curry and Dave Jones uh, and their podcasting 2.0 podcast started talking about the developments and everything over the past year. And this is just the beginning, man. Podcasting is evolving. Stephen at CurioCaster. Thanks so much for giving a shout out to my buddy Levi. I hope he gets a kick out of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we talk behind the scenes. So, uh, yes, 19,600 sats sent using CurioCaster. So the grand total of Satoshi's sent to the Intergalactic Boombox... 32,759 Satoshi. Awesome. We call it value for value. You're able to send little, little micropayments of Bitcoin called Satoshis using a podcasting 2.0 app. If you use Podfriend or CurioCaster, you can send a custom message when you hit the word boost. I would love to make you an honorary member of the Satcats Club. Meow. Zach and Deborah Snyder's new project is a prequel to uh, Zack's Netflix zombie extravaganza, Army of the Dead. This time, there's a lot more heist and a lot less zombies. In fact, there's actually no zombies in this uh, prequel. Deborah Snyder told IndieWire that Army of Thieves is a romantic comedy heist film directed by the one and only Matthias Schweighofer, a.k.a. Dita, the best character from Army of the Dead. He is a small-town teller whose skills as a safe cracker gets caught up with a bunch of baddies robbing banks. Make sure and check out the teaser trailer. Link in the show notes! Thank you, Shiggles. If you're old like me and grew up in the 70s, back in my day when anime wasn't even a word, TV producer Sandy Frank bought the rights to a Japanese show called Science Ninja Team Gotcha Man. Star Wars had transformed pop culture, in the late 70s, of course, and companies were making a mad scramble to cash in. The show was retitled Battle of the Planets and marketed towards kids. It was a rating smash. Naturally, the show was edited to shreds and lots of tweaking occurred to entice the children to watch. Transitional sequences were animated and stuck in. Violence and cuss words pulled out and entire episodes were yanked. Curse those broadcast standards. Battle of the Planets featured five 20-somethings who banded together as G-Force. Dressed in bird costumes with fancy motorcycle helmets, protecting the Earth from aliens from the planet Spectra. Mark, Jason, Princess, Keop, and Tiny. Mark was the team leader, voiced by the late great Casey Kasem. Shaggy, like Zoic Scoob! And popular radio DJ from American Top 40. Jason was a grumpy rogue. Keop talked weird. Tiny was anything but, and always craved space burgers. Whatever that is. And Princess, well, she had a miniskirt. The Darth Vader-type character was Zoltar, who looked like Batman gone wrong. Now, to make the show seem more sci-fi, animators whipped up a robot character, Seven Zark Seven, who for some reason had a cape and could fly for about three feet. He'd be watching missions from an underwater base called Center Neptune. Basically, Basil Exposition to help everything make sense. I tell you, man, Battle of the Planets and Star Blazers, another anime hit show from the 70s. That was my jam after school. Battle of the Planets has been resurrected, redubbed through the years, even a CG movie of Gotcha Man. 
Now Fast and Furious 9 writer Daniel Casey has been hired to write a screenplay for a live-action movie to work alongside directors the Russo brothers, who knocked multiple Marvel movies out of the park. And even Tatsunoko Production, the show's original Japanese producer, is involved. So this will either be awesome or make Dragon Ball Evolution look like a masterpiece. One great movie, one awful sequel. Both with the same star and director. And yet fandom squeeze at the notion that Snake Plissken might return. I thought he was dead. He escaped from New York. He escaped from L.A. And remakes languished in production hell over many years. I mean, at one point, Gerard Butler was supposed to be in the running. But John Carpenter believes there is another story or two to be told. He's not sure if it'll happen. Escape from the old folks' home, maybe? I kid, I kid. I, I think Kurt Russell actually could still pull it off. He could still rock it as Snake Plissken. It'd be a lot better than yet another Indiana Jones movie nobody asked for. But if they went with a younger route... Kurt's son, Wyatt Russell, hot off the success of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, has already gone on record saying he doesn't feel like he could fill those Pliskin shoes. Mighty humble of you, Wyatt. You see, I liken this to the Men in Black trilogy. I think enough time has passed after the dumpster fire that was part two that they could swing and hit with a third movie, as long as it's Carpenter and Kurt in there. Let's go out on a high note. Escape from Boise. Bring it on. Cleveland Indians are now known as the Cleveland Guardians. Naturally, Guardians of the Galaxy director James Gunn chimed in. He tweeted, If their logo isn't a raccoon with a machine gun, I'm going to be bummed. Gunn's take on DC's The Suicide Squad is coming to theaters and HBO Max, and it looks delicious. Netflix recently posted a German horror action movie that is a mashup of Snakes on a Plane, Die Hard, and From Dust Till Dawn. But it isn't better than any one of those. It's terrorists hijacking a plane, and they eventually learn the hard way that one of the passengers is a vampire. Carnage ensues. This is Blood Red Sky. No connection to that early U2 album. Just putting that out there. Now, this one is too long. It's uneven. The dub feels dub-ish. And I'm a voice actor. I can say that. I work a lot on live-action dubs. The subtleties of the human mouth are completely different from animation, you know? Scripts have to fit the mouth flaps and accurately reflect the original dialogue. So I am extremely sympathetic to the writers and dub actors. And on screen, I think the actors do a really good job. There are even a few actors in the cast of this foreign movie that speak primarily English. And you've seen them in English-speaking films, like Dominic Purcell from uh, Blade Trinity. And I think he was the lead in uh, Prison Break. And Graham McTavish, who I most recently remember as the Saint of Killers in Preacher. The action is intense. The practical and CGI effects are really well done. And ultimately, it works as a popcorn flick. And hey, vampires who can't fly because they're stuck inside a plane. Actually, I don't think these vampires can fly. But it's fun. It's dumb. But it's fun. It's fum. Kyle Bear says, go ahead and add it to your queue. It beats getting a root canal from a blind dentist using rusty tools in the desert without Novocaine. The Clubhouse app is available to everyone now. Additionally, Mark Rueff on Twitter posted, Full phone number database of Clubhouse is up for sale on the Darknet. It contains 3.8 billion phone numbers. These are not just members, but also people in contact lists that were synced. Chances are high that you are listed even if you haven't had a Clubhouse login. So, uh, how about that local sports ball team? In more sequel news, The Exorcist is yet another franchise that Hollywood just won't let die. The Fox TV series, I was a huge fan of. I mean, it was shockingly good. 
but it was canceled due to low ratings. So uh, now off the success of the 2018 Halloween sequel, director David Gordon Green is hoping Lightning Strikes Twice doing a direct sequel to the original 1973 Exorcist. But it's also considered a reboot. Go fig. Like with Halloween, the successful horror studio Blumhouse is producing. Now, can a possession movie nowadays have anything new to offer? Stranger things have happened. Coldplay's just cranked out a 10-minute song that sounds like Pink Floyd. Blade Runner Black Lotus is a Crunchyroll and Adult Swim co-production, 13-episode CG animated original series debuting this fall on Crunchyroll and Adult Swim. This year's Virtual Comic-Con uh, streamed a panel, which included the Japanese trailer. Links in the show notes! Links in the show notes. Th- th- thanks, guys. It takes place between the original Blade Runner set in 2019 and the sequel, 2049. Black Lotus refers to a female super-powered replicant on the run. English cast includes Jessica Stanwyck as the lead character, Brian Cox, Stephen Root, and dude, it's Blade Runner. I am there. Wow, I think we've managed to go a whole episode without a phone call. Ah, I jinxed it. Northwest of the Rockies, you are on the air. And like, hello, my name is Karen, and I need to speak to your manager, Pronto. Hi, Karen, I am the manager. What's the problem? I keep hearing stuff about, like, links in the show notes. I'll have you know, I am vegan, and there's no place for sausage links in my diet whatsoever. Karen, meet Airlock. <laughs> I'm drunk with power. Drop me a line. The Intergalactic Boombox at gmail.com. At BoomboxPod on Twitter. Thanks for all the listens, the follows, the sats, the donations. I feel the love. So until next time, I'll see you on the flippity-flappity. <laughs>